Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. And as we record this, it is the beginning of a new year. We've had a little break, and we thank you for allowing us to have that little break. So we're back. We've got lots of information to share with you. Today, we're going to talk about something that is particularly relevant at this time of year. It's the beginning of 2021. We have been almost 12 months in dealing with COVID-19, and we're going to talk about the advantages that have come out of this situation for team leaders. And Fuliana's got some particular information that she'll share with us. Yeah, how this came about was I was talking to one of my mentees and again, I want to flag that mentoring is so good. You're learning all the time from your mentees. And I've mentioned that before and I like to acknowledge that again. And this person is starting a new team leader role. It's his first time managing people. And I was so um, impressed with many, many things about this person. But in this case, he was talking about how lucky am I, he says, becoming a team leader during COVID. And I thought, mm, tell me about it. What are you thinking? And he said, look, we are at... In this environment, everybody has to think differently. Everybody has to think of new ideas, innovation, working from home, technology, processes, procedures. We have to be more dynamic and, and move faster. So as a new person coming in to, to lead the team, I'm so lucky because normally people think, oh, another new person. Now we have to learn about that. But everybody was already open-minded. Everybody is looking for collective solutions for us to deal with the COVID situation, the working from home, the collaboration over technology, etc. So he's saying that in the past, we always said, well, that's not how the old leader did it, or thank God this guy is different or whatever. Now there's less emphasis on the individual style and more about how can we as a team. And he said, even in the short period that I've been in this role and why I'm saying it is they come to me and they're saying, oh, look, I've got a suggestion. Why can't we do? And he said, to be honest, observing previous very, very good leaders, that didn't happen till much, much later by the team where they were open and coming to the team. In this case, they're coming to me much sooner because they're very eager to make the change, to make the differences and to make things happen in a new way. The other thing is the sense of urgency is different. The sense of urgency, like before you, as a new leader, you heard people say, look, it's been working really well. If it's not broken, don't fix it. And now people are not thinking like that anymore. It's they're thinking for here and now, I've got to do this. And that might change in a month's time. I don't know. But for now, we need to think differently. We need to do it differently. And people aren't so objectionable to the fact that we are trying new things and being more resilient about what if it doesn't work? Nobody is worried by that anymore. You obviously want to do it where it will work, but you're prepared. There's less fear of failure. There's fear of failure stopping them taking on a new idea. 
So the, the sense of urgency, the, the fear of failure is not so bad because we're trying new things. It's what's the result. And then going through what worked, what didn't work, how can we massage it? How can we make it, shape it differently so it does work? The other thing is he was saying, they kind of treating me not just as a leader, but as a team member. And I said, oh, tell me a bit more about that. And he says, well, again, and if you... Going from a team member to a team leader, there was a separation, even though it was very subtle, even though it wasn't so deliberate, it was, you're now not one of us, you're the, the leader. And that's not happening right now. I said, oh, is that because of you or your style or how you work with people? And he said, oh, would love to take credit for that, but I don't think so. I think that it is more about people are being more collaborative in this situation that was, you know, inflicted on us. I think perhaps too there's a less of the environment reinforcing hierarchy because they're not all in the same environment. Yes. Then it's not that the leader is in the corner office or out in the open plan, the message that we hear constantly every day is we're we're all in this together. Yes. And if that's infiltrating everything people do in a day, then it's going to reflect in in the work situation. So they're obviously thinking that there's a lessening of the hierarchical structure in organisations because it's not reinforced by place or by communication. Or lack of communication because we have to be so much more careful about how often we communicate and where we communicate and how we communicate and what we communicate and where we could hide behind an, an inter-office email or a notice on the notice board. That can't happen anymore. It has to be far more person-to-person interactivity. So there's not that again, that reinforcement of the hierarchy. So I think that that the shift has changed from the way people view a team leader to, to being exactly what he's saying, to being part of the team again. And that will be interesting to see how that changes in the next 12 months, whether when some of the, in some of these organisations won't go back to all working yeah. in the place at the one time and how that metamorphoses into the structure that is evident when there is a physical presence, whether it's all the time or whether it's a shared presence and how long that takes. And I think the challenge for many leaders that have come to be leaders in this last 12 months is that shift because in essence they've had an easy transition in the last six months because it hasn't been the physical transition, it's been more of a digital and visual transition. So I'm interested to see what happens to these leaders when they are in a more physical framework than they are at the moment. And as you said, it is the degree of how much will become physical. I also was interested to know that when there was a decision or the and. I won't go into the specifics, obviously, but uh, a decision to make something happen that him and the team did not particularly agree with, but it was more an organisational drive to make it happen. I was interested to know how the team reacted to that. And he said, oh, in his past experience, and a lot of us can relate to that, the team was saying, well, 
put it back on the leader to say, well, you didn't fight hard enough, you didn't convince them, maybe you didn't present all the issues and the concerns and stuff like that. So in this case, I did make the call. I, I did my job, which is like, okay, I don't agree with it, but that's why this is the reason why they wanted it. This is the reason why the expectation of the outcome is, and this is what we have to do. And had no arguments from anyone and no gossiping about it or anything like that. It was, okay, we hear you, we had our say, get on with it and we'll give it our best. And I think that's so good. I think that's probably a reflection of the changes, the adjustments that everyone has had to make in the last 12 months. And I I think it's probably not a good thing Mm -hmm. in, in many ways because I would worry about where that resentment is being sent other than where it would normally have been. So so, so say we take it back 12 months ago, a a decision is made that the team and the leader doesn't agree with, then there's some argument and resentment within the team. There's also a degree of resentment that the leader feels because there's disappointment and there's a a feeling of letting down the team and and you're in this position where you don't really know where you sit and you're left with a, a hangover want of a better word about your performance yeah so now we have a situation where the decision's been made nobody's happy with it everyone's still on the in the same boat at this point in time will that just build and build and build to some other insignificant trigger point somewhere down the track where they they are all back in a more previous framework and a situation arises where they feel like the the leaders let them down and they start to stack. So they bring back all of the things that happened when we were in the other situation, you know, when we were so far dispersed and you didn't do this and and you should have done that and, you know, we relied on you because we weren't all together and so all of our responsibilities were handed over so that you could fight for us and, and it didn't work out. So my concern would be to be listening to what the team is saying and doing and to be aware of where there might be ragged edges I suppose is the best way to think about it in terms yeah. of the cohesion and to be looking to to address those quickly so mm-hmm. that so that it doesn't get put aside to be able to stack onto the negatives when when something else triggers it it's a good good advice and to keep it in mind I choose to think of it as not a negative I choose to think of it as maturity because we've been exposed to something much, much bigger than any of us ever would have thought about. And that helped us prioritise, like don't sweat the small things. This is not a life-changing situation where we don't agree with, but it's not going to end. Two things. One is the fact that, yes, we're sort of more mature and more the priority thing. But the other one is knowing that I can change it again if it doesn't work. Well, in the past, there was this bit where you're kind of, you're stuck with it because you, whatever reason, because you don't want to look like you made a mistake, you want to save face or you whatever, you stick with something that was introduced that didn't work. So, but your point is valid in that. Keep that in mind so that you don't have that problem, but hopefully it's because maturity. I think the other thing that supports what you're saying is that people are less likely these days to align themselves with what they do because they have had time and opportunity and necessity to do other things. 
So they can't just say, I am, you know, identify themselves with their job, which we've talked about previously, because they've had to find so many other things to fill their time, things to do, or they've had the opportunity to take up other things that they haven't thought about. So there's less, I, I certainly see, there's less people identifying themselves with the job they do and yeah. they talk more broadly about what their skills are. I think that in, in that sense, it works in this situation. So again, it's one of the positives that have come out of this period of time. And yeah. I think in terms of the, the topic that we've talked about, for the topic itself, for a team leader, coming into this situation I wonder if it would be different if you had been if you had become the team leader eight months ago when when all of the changes were at their most dynamic Mm. would it have been more difficult to have become the team leader at that point given all of the things that were being thrown at you and perhaps the the people who became team leaders at that point saw less positives in it than the ones Mm. that are becoming team leaders more recently and so you know, I'd be interested to hear from people who've, ha- who've been through that experience in the last 12 months. So let us know if you've been through that experience in the last 12 months and what positives came out of it for you. Because really we want to hear about the positives because there are more positives than negatives in this situation for people. And mm-hmm. there are more positives for you to take away about being a team leader in a time of change because that's a really hard thing to do. Yes. <laughs> So I think we've covered that in terms of our, once again, slightly differing views on the topic. (laughs) I know what you listen for, so I'm glad we've been able to produce that for you today. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.